A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to the final Late Lunch of 2018. We're all set for the Christmas. Hope you are too. You're welcome to the show. We have a packed agenda for you today. We'll be heading to uh, New York later on to catch up with local man Nigel McKenna. We're going to meet the Christmas pudding winner. Yes, Elizabeth McHugh is in the house with us after being crowned champion yesterday. And when you hear the story about the final four, you have to stay with us to hear this because it's very, very interesting. Julian's Sound Youth Orchestra. They're in to play some seasonal songs for us. And we have triplets with us today. Elizabeth, Katie and Sophie Neemwalen are here with us. And they're brilliant musicians and they're going to play for you. And uh, we have our Christmas cuties, of course, and lots more beside on this final show of 2018. But we start today with a man who's been a regular with us on the show through the years. And he's always with us at this time of year to talk about the Christmas season. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch Father Michael Cusack, who's Rector of St. Joseph's. Redemptorist in Dundalk. Father Michael, it's really good to see you again. Jerry, always great to be back with you and to be able to see that you're calm now because <laughs> Jerry is always worried that I won't make it on time. <laughs> Traffic bad today, I'll have to say, but great oh. to be here. I'll tell you what I did. I, I do worry that he's not here because I'll tell you, once you were tight, weren't you? One time here, once. you charged in the once. door and the sweat was falling out of everybody. Once. But I rang him a while ago. He'll, he can play the message back. I told him I was saying in over a decade in the rosary that he'd be here for us and he is here and he was here in loads of time. And you've just proven that once you give a dog a bad name they're finished, you know. <laughs> You're done okay. for life, that is for sure. Listen, it's great, great, great to see you. First things first, you're back home. You got moved back with the community oh, at last. Yeah, absolutely. I moved back in last Friday. We were three years out of the monastery, um, living in lovely, comfortable setting out in Carlin Hall on the Mulliharlan Road. Lovely neighbours, very different reality. But, you know, for for particularly for the older men in, in the community, it was uh, a very difficult uh, time for them. And the relief that's on them, it's like lifting like a, a mountain off them, getting back into the house. A lot of stuff still to be done there. We're sorting stuff out and trying to get settled properly. But we'll get there and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's great to be back for Christmas. I know you've told me in the past that Easter is the big season uh, for the church really as such. But you know Christmas time, you know when we see the lights going up the trees and the wider community and all this buzz starts for the year. Is there as big a buzz within the church community, the priests yourselves? There is, but I'll tell you when you when you're when you're at the the 
end that delivers a service, which is what we're doing, like wall-to-wall confessions now for the next number of days, visitations of the, of the sick, your normal funerals continue, um, all midnight mass, preparing your church, preparing your space. It's a very different experience to be able to be on the receiving end of it. Mm. For us, our celebration, like St. Stephen's Day, is always the great day for me where you feel you can sort of chill. I mean, you could nearly go on the tear that day and, <laughs> and get away with it, maybe. But um, certainly you could do nothing in the lead into Christmas. Uh, but but uh, um, it's a wonderful celebration. I mean, we love seeing, we love seeing the, the joy. That's, it, it is a family celebration and it's, it's a, just that whole wonder of Christmas. As you know, I have my crib collection, which won't be up this year many people have asked already but because we're just moving back into the house it won't be there but it's it's a fantastic family time and it all comes back to family um, I think and that's why it can be a sad time because there may be family members missing it can be a wonderful time because you have the great great joy of Santa Claus who's so generous and so good you know you have uh, maybe maybe an extra generosity in in people in terms of supporting charities and trying to help those who are downtrodden whether that comes from a self of, sense of responsibility or a sense mm. of guilt I don't know but uh, certainly extreme generosity um, to be noted I was in the States last month for Thanksgiving and it reminded me very much of of that movement. It was all about family. In fact, it was on the road to see their cars, you know, hit out on the busiest day of the year. That's some something to watch, I'll tell you. The crib in the whole context of Christmas. I remember years ago, I made my own little crib. I, I haven't hands to bless myself, I have to tell you, Michael, when it comes to making things. But I managed to put this thing together and we've had it ever since. And it takes centrepiece in our home every year. And it's only a small wee one with all the figurines and, and that in it. But I love to go and visit the crib and, and, and look at it and contemplate it. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's so, so important. I met somebody yesterday even that was telling me that they were saddened that the school that their child is in, and it's a Catholic school, didn't have their nativity this year because things were too busy. You know, when you get too busy for what Christmas is all about, and there's a little candle I saw down the shopping centre the other day that said um, Christmas begins with Christ, as in the word, you know. And if you lose that focus, if we lose the the focus as a Christian community certainly, and then, then we are truly lost because this is about bringing light into our lives. It's about explaining the wonderful goodness of God that's visited to us through the incarnation and through the birth of Jesus. And it's vitally important, I think, that we le- we learn to let the younger generation come along and appreciate that. You know, you, you don't you don't want to grow up with with a, a community that that have no appreciation whatsoever of this um, culture that is, is is so much part of of our land and of our people. I know we're multicultural, and but and we respect everyone else's faith. But in the in the truth of the Christian tradition. I think we have to be honest and and open to receiving, just as Advent does. You know, it prepares us every year, not to do the same every year, but to try to be different every year. Try and find a new place within you uh, for for generosity and for goodness and for kindness. This year has been a strange year for me um, because I suppose my father died earlier in the year. Um, I'm watching my mother, who's advancing in years, she'll be 80 uh, next year. And the one thing that mum has always said, and I hear it again and again, is this word kindness. And when you focus on it, it sort of sums up for me what life is supposed to be about. It's about kindness. Look at the opposite of kindness. The opposite of kindness is is, can be ignorance. It can be brutal. It can be rough. It can be dismissive. Just think of somebody in a nursing home who receives kindness. Think of the opposite of that now. 
when you're saying that they didn't receive kindness, they received something that was crude, something that was abrupt, something that was dismissive. Something, and I don't, I'm not picking on nursing homes, but we had this chat in a room where somebody was so beautifully being cared for the other day. Um, that's what the world needs. We need to rediscover that kindness. And that kindness and giftedness comes in Jesus. It comes in a, in a, in a very rare package in that it's born into poverty and yet it comes to challenge all political standings to say to the human race that there's a kingdom that can be built up that we're all part of and that we're all responsible for and that we are the ones who must make it. But open your hearts to that human kindness. If we do that, then I think Christ will be reborn in in your heart and in your mind and in your home. But everybody has to try for it. You know, now, now you're leading on to something there. I'm going to come back to in a moment about this world and this planet that we live in, and uh, all the talk at the moment about the destruction that's happening. And if we don't take cognizance quick, we're in trouble. I want to mention something first, though. Do you feel I'm listening to what you're saying there, and I'm hearing, I'm starting to hear this more and more from people in the circles I mix in and on this radio show that. The penny's starting to drop with people that there's something missing from our lives. Now, there was a a vast away from the church, well-documented, the scandals, everything like that. There's something something amiss, that drugs and gang violence and that whole lack of kindness that you talk about is now dominating, you know, headlines and impinging on many people's lives in society. We are really in crisis. There is a moral crisis. There is a faith crisis. There's a crisis in our country, I think, around that whole area of of belief. And when that is lost, I mean... Just be, just because things are possible doesn't mean that we we have to do them, you know. Just because we live in in a world that offers us lots and lots of 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 new things to do, it doesn't mean we have to accept them. We're we're called to be a discerning people. We're called to be a discerning race. And I think when we rediscover that faith is actually something that can fuel immense goodness in us, and the lack of it, you see, this is where you'll get into a debate, and someone will say, "Well, you do, okay, I'll give going to give you a good example." I was in the car the other evening coming from a birthday party I party too you know and uh, the the lad who was actually driving the car he was in the seminary with me he's married now his two daughters this is this is blowing their cover already but one of the daughters who's just back from Australia I think she must have spent her gap year out there and uh, probably didn't go to church so much you know and they'd be a churchy family so her point with a good feed of drink in her was to say look at just because I don't go to church does that mean I'm a bad person and I said, absolutely not. I said, the people that don't know anything about church, and that doesn't make them bad people. It means you're a bad Catholic, all right, because you have bought into, you know, a system that says, well, I'm going to be part of a worshipping community. And it's at that worshipping community that we get fed and challenged. I mean, if we weren't having intelligent uh, conversation like we're trying to have right now, I think that's missing. It's hugely missing out of, out of, out of Irish media circles, I'll have to say, particularly with television. I think, I think we're, I'm tired certainly, of listening to the same old boring debate. Same faces, same opinions, nothing new allowing to be emerged. Suppress opinion if you can and then just go with the one. I mean, it's it's all got to do with training and you'll hear, I mean, I, I would love to go back and analyse and maybe next year I'm going to have a, a, a bit of time away. I might go back and do something on media studies or something because there's a very interesting line in terms of communication with regard to the message that people try to deliver. You hear it again and again. I mean, you can get sick listening to it on, on news broadcasts 
in the mornings that'll hear the same line being trotted out by one full political party. They catch on to a phrase and they keep ramming it home. Now, that is that 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 is the right way to do it because that's that's the skill. Don't let any other opinion break into that space, and then you'll drill that one home. I'm I wonder, and 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 I suppose I'm in, in a difficult moral position here because having been part of, or being part of the church or being part of an organisation that certainly lorded it over the nation for in, in right ways and in wrong ways in the past, but we've heard all about the consequences of that. I think somebody else sits in those seats now. And I don't mean the seats of our church. I mean the seats of that authority. And that is, it's media, it's politicians, and that's where the new truths come from. These are the new ones who lord it over and don't have the tolerance that maybe the world needs. And I I, I really... that. I, I, I'm always listening on the double so I hear what somebody's hearing as I speak as a church person probably saying oh, that's rich coming from you Father you know when you're when you're dealing with the, an organisation that so discriminates in so so many ways I'm not happy with that discrimination not remotely neither are many many people who, who make up church church is much richer and the message of Christ in particular I think that's the one that we need to latch on to because the more you revisit scripture and this is something I learn as I get older and you get more experience in life and probably here sadder and more difficult situations is that the Christian message is a fantastic message. It's not a negative message. It's a liberating, freeing, kingdom building, positive, equal message that asks people to live life to the full. And I mean, that's the heart of it. Everything else are rules and regulations. And Jesus spent his time actually trying to weave his way through these rules and regulations in, in whatever political way he could. I mean, he ended up he ended up nailed to a cross because of it. But on his journey there, he tried to say to very powerful leaders, look at you may have those laws and those laws are fine, but goodness, human kindness care of of each other. Kindness is what it's all about. And so to the woman caught in adultery, a lawyer could have brought her in and said, yes, she is condemned. But he didn't. He said, neither do I condemn you. You look at all the other stories, the laws about the Sunday, the Sabbath, the Jewish laws about purity, about being unclean, every one of those. Jesus, in his wisdom, manages to negotiate. Now, we'll never be Jesus. We won't. All we can do is try to be. And I have to do that every single breathing moment of my day. And I fail very, very often where I'd say, what would Jesus do in this situation? I mean, it doesn't always suit to do the Jesus thing because you mightn't have the time and because you mightn't be in the mood and your head mightn't be the best and you're thinking, OK, Jesus might have done this, but I'm not Jesus today and I'm not going to be. But the call is for all of us, all of us, from the smallest to the, to the, to the tallest, to the fattest, to the thinnest, is to be Jesus to one another. Father Michael Cusack is with me on late lunch and listen to this comment that's come in. I read them all within reason. Luckily, I have no religion and I'm so glad when... And I'm listening to that waffle. Thank you for your comment today. We welcome it. And you're welcome to your views. And if you have no religion, as Michael says, well, there are a lot of people don't. But you can be good without religion as well. Absolutely. But it's nice that you recognise waffle when you hear it. <laughs> 
I, I disagree with the texture. I disagree mm. strongly, to be honest with you. But if you wanted to have your say, 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp. I want to come on to this other point you alluded to there earlier on. And this is the thing about this planet that we live in. And I know the Pope, Pope Francis, has spoken about this uh, since he came into office. And he's, he's been at it before then, even, um, about respect for Mother Earth and what we're doing to this planet. And all of a sudden, there's been a big conference recently and they're trying to get the countries to buy in including Ireland, to play their part in saving the planet because it looks like we're heading for catastrophe. Where does that fit in with a Christian's views, a Catholic view? How important is that? Well, care, care of the earth is, is a primary requirement, you know, for for the creation story is the very first part of, of our of our Bible. And it, it co- says that God sees all that God has made and recognises it as being very good. And the goodness of the earth is something that's to be treasured and valued. And, you know, when you think of the traditions of the past and what what uh, um, our past, especially today, when you look at the t- shortest day of the year in Newgrange and yes. whoever was there, you know, had respect for the world and for its movements and for the movements of the solar system, not knowing even what was beyond them. But look at look at the heritage that they they left to us in in care uh, and protection of the earth. I mean, it is it's a message that that is very much rooted uh, in Christian tradition and has been pushed. And I suppose the the sense in which each one of us has to take personal responsibility is there. But that goes right across the board. You know, uh, our personal responsibility. If we want to change institutions or change countries or change values, it has to start with me. And that one little. Uh, pebble, you could say that my my giving makes no difference. Of course it does. If everybody else gave, you know, then it mounts up. It's like that little ripple effect in uh, when you throw a, a pebble into into the ocean. I think it was Mother Teresa said um, that you know you can't save the whole world, but start by saving one, and that's how we do it. Start by treating one person well, and that person who, who give in their comment there now, it's a sort of hanging back on me to hear them their intolerance. You know, mm. there's your tolerance and in tolerance. You know, I'm tolerant of that that opinion, but I mean, there's clearly a lack of tolerance mm. there when, when we don't allow opinion even even to, to surface. A, and a big opinion in the world is this guy, Trump, you know, saying that global warming is a fallacy. Scientific yeah. uh, you know, studies are telling us we are heading for this crash. And here you have a man, a powerful man, who's just ignores and railroads everything. Yeah, yeah, and he is their leader, but he's the democratically elected leader, you know, and he's he's the choice of the people there. And I know there's a whole lot. It's not their choice, but you know, it's a bit like saying that the world's problem. I, I was dealing with this last week when we were looking at at the innkeeper and the role of Christmas again, which is a, 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 allowing outsiders in. You know, Jesus and Mary and Joseph go to to Nazareth, and the innkeeper. There's no room in the inn, and you'd ask that question: you know, Is this about the Mexican border? Yes, it is. But it's also about our own borders. It's also about our own communities. It's also about how we manage to share uh, a sense of, of responsibility for each other, but for the planet too. I mean, if we destroy the, the very planet, we're just we're destroying every chance of the future. That is the patrimony that we leave, leave to the next generation. I mean, somebody has to begin. So you begin with your recycling. You begin with, you know, watching what you purchase. You begin uh, with looking at what you're going to do with packaging this Christmas, you know, and how you're going to work towards make yourse- making yourself more sustainable in that sense. And of course we are. We're smothered in with packaging. You'll have bins that won't be able to cope with even one day of Christmas. Don't mind trying to gather it for the, for the week. And 
that I know I know that you'll have people that'll say say that that's not your res- responsibility. I'd love to have a supermarket where you could throw the stuff all back, you know, or bring it back and just tell them, now you gave me that and you can have it back. You know, just as if you got a, a bad pair, you'd go back and you'd say, look, at, I paid for that. But I'd, we, we will come to that point. I think we'll get to that point. But will it be too late? That's that's the question. So it's down to the power of one again. And I thank Pat McKenna, who was in touch with me, who sent me a detailed message on this. And that's why I raise it with you. And he just finished off his message by saying, for the Christian, this is just not a political or economic issue. We have a religious and moral obligation to safeguard this amazing and complex planet. It's been given by God, not only to provide for our sustenance, but that of our children grandchildren and great-grandchildren and that is a very good point well made there well, absolutely you know and that's not drivel and even though somebody mm. will say well there's a god mentioned in it yes and therefore it can't be right you mm. know but mm. it's absolutely right this is this is our earth and we can see i mean we've all we all know the effects of climate change already and in how we experience it but there's lots of other layers there of attitude as well you know that i think i think i think governments can be critiqued in this you know in making things easier for you in fact the recycling thing has gone so damn complex at this stage that you nearly think you're going to be fined for recycling. Mm. It would be easier to go to a landfill. It would be easier to set the damn thing on fire in the back garden. It really would be because you might get away with that, but you won't get away with, with the wrong netting or the wrong piece of plastic. You literally have to look at They're not clearly marked at all. Mm. Why isn't it mandatory for the, those who are supplying those services to make even the material recyclable? Mm. And then you're then we're not sitting with the dilemma Absolutely. saying I'd need to do a night class to discover how to recycle. <laughs> you're so right, you're so right. I'm with you all the way. We've a minute because I want to finish with a beautiful piece of music from Mr. Pat Coldrick to uh, send us into the break. Um, you've a minute, a message this Christmas. My message is going to come back to that one of of human kindness that allow the blessings of this Christ child, the goodness of God, God's goodness, God with us represented in the Christ child, allow that to find a home in your heart. Allow that kindness to enwrap you and enwrap your home and enwrap your neighbourhood. And please, God, it will be a time of peace and blessing for each and every one of us. And in the new year, prosperity and health and happiness for all. Father Michael Cusick, thank you so much for joining us on your annual visit this Christmas. Just to let everybody know, after two and late lunch, I'm heading to the Maples Montessori with all the littlies and they're so excited for Christmas. I promise you, you'll love this after two o'clock on the show today. But we're heading into the break and it's my request, Father Michael normally brings a song with him, but I'm making the call this Christmas myself. Pat Coldrick, a brilliant musician. You know Pat well, you've met him on late lunch many times. His story plays the guitar, his new album is called Ophelia and I think with the planet in mind there's a brilliant song on this called Remembering Starlings A Christmas Memory will you go with that one with me this year Absolutely. are you happy Abs- oh, always happy John. always happy is right Father Michael see you in the new year here's Pat Coldrick
Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Yes, it's almost Christmas and Christmas is really about children, isn't it? All over the world. And this morning... And today on Late Lunch, I'm paying a visit to the Maples Montessori in Drogheda. I've just arrived here at the door and we're going to ring the bell and hopefully I'll get a little answer here. Yes, I'm ringing the bell and the door opens and here we are. And to greet me is Angela Campbell, who's the manager of the place here. Morning, Angela. Morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm very good. Are they all ready and waiting for me, are they? They are. They're doing their work. Let's have a look here. Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, look at them. And they're all at work here this morning. Anne-Marie, how are you? Hi, Jerry. I'm delighted to be with you this Christmas time. Tell us about uh, your wee room here. Who, who are these and what's the name of this room in the Montessori? This is the orange class in the Maples Montessori. And this is all our children. We've 15 of them in here today. Ranging in age from what? From two and a half up, up to about to four at the moment. Before they go to before school. Before they go to school. Yeah. There'll be a few five-year-olds before they go. And they're all excited, are they, for Christmas? Absolutely. We're counting down, aren't we, guys? Yes. yes. Only a few down. more days till our holidays. Don't Let me go sorry. down here. Angela, come on, take me down take to the blue class till I say hello to them as well down here. And I see somebody in here that I actually know. Is that Miss Ava Flynn in this class? It, it is. is. It hello, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? Are you all excited? Yeah. Who's coming next week to visit you all? Hello, Oscar. Tell me this. Who's coming to see you next Santa. week? And have you written your letter? Yes. What have you asked for? Binoculars and a flashlight and a Spider-Man bike. Fantastic. Hello, what's your name? Maisie. Hello, Maisie. And tell me this. What are you going to leave out for Santa on Christmas night? Carrots. Carrots. And who'll eat the carrots? Reindeers. And what's the names of the reindeers? Rudolph. Rudolph. Do you know a song about Rudolph? <laughs> Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer has a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you say it glow. I love the other reindeers. You should laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Ho, 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 Rudolph, it's your nose open. Won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeers loved it, loved it, and they shouted out quickly, Yippee! Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you got a story! Yay! You are fantastic! Maisie Faye, you are a superstar. Well done to you. You sang that beautifully. And tell me, what do you hope Santa's going to bring to you? A bunny. What colour? Grey. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hello, Chloe, how are you? What time are you going to go to bed on Christmas Eve? Will you go to bed early? What time will you go to bed at? Eight. Eight o'clock. And will you go fast asleep? Yeah. Yeah, and you have to stay asleep, don't you, all yeah, the night? Then I wake up and Santa's going to be here. He is going to be here. And what's he going to bring you? A basketball on the road, a chameleon, and a sitting guard, I don't know. 
and Play-Doh. And what's your name? Charlie. Charlie Brady, is that your name? Can I say that's a fantastic name, Charlie Brady? It really is. So Santa's going to bring you loads, is he? Yeah. Great. Juno Woods is with me next. And I want to tell you, Juno has a lovely Christmas dress on her with his Santa Claus. What did you ask him for? Darling, a racing car. Oh, lovely. Are you going to leave something out for the reindeers? Carrots. They love carrots, the reindeers, don't they? They absolutely love them. Hello, Harry. Nice to meet you today. Were you a good boy all year? Are you on Santi's good list? Yeah, and I'm going to get a spiral bike on, on the dinosaur leg on a cowboy car. Oh, lots of things there. Millie White, is it? Yeah. Millie, you're gorgeous today, I have to say. All dressed up for me, coming to the Maples for Christmas. Millie, tell me. Tell me about Santa Claus. Where does he live? The North Pole. And... He lives at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> he does indeed. He lives at the North Pole. And no, who helps Santa? His elves. His elves. And what are they doing in the North Pole? What jobs do they have to do there? Make some toys. They do indeed. Make loads of toys for all the boys and girls in the world. And where do they put the toys? What do they put the toys on? Where do they put them to bring them all over the world? So they put the toys into the sleigh. And then Rudolph and all the reindeers go up in the sky with Santa Claus and they bring them all over the world. So Santa and his elves are very busy. What are they making for you? LOL dolls. I see. Yeah, it's a golden one. Yeah, with glitter. Oh, and glitter all over it as well. It's really exciting, isn't it? And have you got a Christmas stocking? Yeah. And have you put it up at home? Yeah. And it's ready for Santa, is it now? Yeah. Olivia Holesworth is here with me. Hello, Olivia. Have you a chimney? Yes. Do you think you'll make it down the chimney? Yes. Do a Balala's with me. What a gorgeous girl you are and a lovely name as well. A spiral bike and a LOL. So a bike and an LOL, is that it? I'm sure he's going to bring that to you. He definitely will. You've been a good girl all year, have you? Yes, she has. I've been told she is. Sinead Brown. That's it. How are you? I'm great, Jerry. Thanks a million. So you're in the opposite room. The other room is the orange room and this is the... Blue room. How many children have you here? We have 19 in the morning and 7 in the afternoon. And again, from quite a young age up to preschool, Two and a half up until five. Yeah. Yeah. They're all go here. Look, doing the colouring and the colouring in all Christmas scenes and everything. Absolutely. They've been working really hard, Jerry, and we're so proud of them. And I think Santa's going to really bring them something nice. Isn't Santa going to bring everybody something nice? Yes! He certainly is, because the children here in Maples are absolutely fantastic. It's... A responsible job looking after all these it is every very, day, isn't it's it? It's very responsible, Jerry, and it's very worthwhile, and we love it. We love coming into work every day. We get great fun out of the children, and we get as much from them as they get from us. You have somebody I know here, and she's looking at me, Ava. Ava. My little granddaughter, Ava yes, Flynn. Yes, Ava is doing great. She's a great girl, and she loves sometimes to be the teacher. Does she? Yes, really enjoys that, and she's lots of friends here, Jerry. Yes. Lots and lots of friends. She's always telling me about them as well, and I do know she just loves coming here every day to, to spend her time with the other children. Okay. Sinead, are you the conductor of the choir I'll here? I'm the conductor. Yes, yeah, so we'll get started. So, one, two, three. He's got a red, red coat and a red, red hat. His lips are black and he carries his hat. Got a twinkle in his eye and a friendly smile. His name is Santa Claus. One, 
red, red coat and a red, red hat. His boots are black and he carries a sack. Had a twinkle in his eye and a friendly smile. And his name is Santa Claus. Congratulations to the Blue Room. You're fantastic singers at the Maples. Wonderful, wonderful. Well done to you. Well, Sinead, I have to say, you have a great crew here and you better name your team as well. We've got Sean Mulroy is here. Excellent. Uh, We've got Catherine Flynn and we've got Clodagh helping us this week. She's from uh, Green Hill, so she's here this week with us. She's doing great. You're doing great work, ladies. Congratulations to you. You have a wonderful, wonderful class. And thanks a million. I have to go down, you know, and balance this out now. Because the orange room are waiting for me. And I can't leave them out, Sinead. Definitely not, Jerry. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. And many happy returns to you and everybody here. And I know Santa's going to bring them everything they want. They're fantastic. Well done to you. Well done. Bye. Bye. Yes, I've just moved from the Blue Room back to the Orange Crew at the Maples. And Angela and Anne-Marie are waiting patiently for me here. And the class are all gathered round. They're much more orderly than the other room, Oh, this they? is a fabulous class. <laughs> fabulous, aren't you guys? Who's the best? And Mama and Angela, they're the best teachers. Oh, my God, what an endorsement. Were you putting them up to that before we, I did, came down did here? We, did we pay you to do that? <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. Who wants to tell me what Santa Claus is going to bring them this year? A go-kart and a dinosaur. What are you getting? Uh, a teddy bear. Ah, teddy bear. Anybody else want to tell me what they're going to get from Santa? Yes, hello. I want a Power Ranger, uh, a Power Ranger costume and and a Ghostbuster car. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get those. You've been a great boy. What are you getting? They go like Anthony. Go on, Dylan. I want a race car with dancers. What are you getting? A choo-choo train. What's Santa bringing you? I turned out the grasses. Oh, lovely, lovely. And you? Uh, Bob drove my retro toys. And is Santa coming? What's he bringing you? A dolly. Who else? A choo-choo train. And? Sylvanian pets. I know Sylvanian pets. They're fantastic. What are you getting? Her. Ellie? I got um, a bicycle. What's Santa going to bring you, Maisie? And a Wells and a Lego watch. Have you all been good all year? Yeah! Yeah! yeah. And Santa's delighted with everybody that they've been so good. Well, have you been that good? Yeah. Do you think that you know a little song for me before I go? Do they know a song, Angela? Yeah. What about Jingle Bells? Santa is listening to LMFM radio today. And he knows that I've come down to the Maples Montessori to have a chat with all of you. So he's listening in the North Pole. He has his radio on 95.8 LMFM and he'll hear you singing. And the better you sing, oh, the more he's going to bring to all your houses on Christmas night. One, two, three. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, and far is to ride what cars open.
Happy Christmas to everybody in the Maples. Angela Campbell, thank you so much for inviting me down today to Anne-Marie as well and all the crew here in both rooms the blue and the orange you're fantastic so thank you everybody in the Maples for inviting me this Christmas to see you all and hear you sing and hear what you hope to get from Santa Claus so thank you for inviting me to the Maples and have a great Christmas and I know you're all fantastic and Santa's going to bring you everything that you want so I'll say goodbye to you all bye bye everybody Christmas everybody oh my god almighty wouldn't that just do your heart good to listen to them they're from two to just over four years of age at the Maples and weren't they just brilliant impromptu away they went there wonderful singing and again happy Christmas to everybody and thank you for inviting me along very very special indeed now we have something really special for you coming up after the break because the Julianstown Youth Orchestra they're fantastic and I spotted them playing in town uh, last weekend and I thought to myself any chance we could get them in for the final show of the year well we have some lovely young women with us today to play for you they're triplets they're the Neemalans and we're going to meet them in a moment and they're going to play sing and talk just for you this Christmas Friday afternoon the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. I have three young women with me now on the show. They're members of the Julianstown Youth Orchestra. They're playing since a very tender age, which we're going to hear about in a few moments. But I want you to hear them first. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon their triplets, Elizabeth, Katie and Sophie Nimuelen. They play violin, viola and cello. And first off today, we're going to hear a very Christmassy one. It's Ukrainian Belle Carol. Thank you. 
we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Superb, ladies. Oh, my word, isn't that just absolutely brilliant? Come on into these microphones here till we have a chat because uh, you've been sitting a little bit away there as you've been playing. Uh, I know that song is Ukrainian uh, Bell Carol, but a lot of people would remember. Do you remember the TV ad? Maybe you're too young to remember it. Give a, give a, give a Garmin. Yes? yes. Do you do you remember that? For yes. Watch, for the watches. For, yes, yes yeah. absolutely. And actually, I remember it from a few years ago. I was in New York for Christmas and Saks on Fifth Avenue have this big lighting display. And it was that song. When, when it came on every few minutes, that song played with it as well. It's absolutely beautiful. It takes a lot of work, doesn't it, to put that together? Yes? Yes, it does. We've been practising it for... Um, I'd say around two years by now because um, Fergus Shiel, who's our conductor, he was very kind and he invited us to play at the National Concert Hall for The Snowman last year, which was a great opportunity and mm. that's when we started to play that piece. So we've, we haven't played it for a year since it's a Christmas song. Yes. We've... Well, you've done absolutely brilliantly. Let me tell you, that's Sophie Nimuelin you're listening to there. And you have the biggest job. You have the largest instrument of all three. Yes, but it's the best one, so it doesn't Oh, I see. (laughs) I think you're going to be in a bit of a dispute here in a minute with the sisters, to be honest with you. Do you know what I'm curious about? Right, so you uh, uh, played this beautiful uh, cello. Yes. Um, Why did you pick the cello? Well, I... When I was in primary school, I won a scholarship. Um, my principal, Mincha Siobhan, if you're listening, hello. I, I went to a girls' school in Rathen Fassa, and they have such a great musical department there. And they give students the opportunity to learn loads of different instruments. And one of the parents came in and she said she'd teach the cello. So they gave me the opportunity to learn it. And I've been playing it ever since. So. My. And you started very young, all of you, didn't you? What age did you begin? We started, well, we started playing the drums in Little Music Makers when we were three and a half with ah. Maria Shield. Ah, Maria Shield, what a great woman. And Music Makers are absolutely brilliant. I know about it because my granddaughter, Ava, has been for a couple of terms uh, there as well. So that's where you started. And then you progressed through the whole Julianstown set up because, of course, Maria's husband is the wonderful Fergus. Yes. And he is your uh, orchestral director, isn't he, at the moment, of yes. the senior orchestra? So you worked your way through the junior Julianstown Orchestra, yes? Yes. And then up into the senior as well. Come in, viola player, and talk to me. Come closer (laughs) to that microphone there. It's Katie Nimuelen who uh, plays the viola. Uh, Again, I ask you the same question. Why viola? Now, will you tell listeners the difference between viola and violin that your sister plays? (laughs) Come into that mic, because we won't hear you unless you get right in on top of that mic there. Come on into me. Um, The viola is basically a big violin, but it has the strings of a cello. Oh, so it's... uh, you're a mix between this ones and that ones. Yes. I see, I see. It's all, it all comes together. Um, 
What succinctly is the difference between the viola and the violin? Um, I suppose the viola is kind of um, a tone deeper than the violin and it's also much larger. It can get up to, I think, around 20 inches. Okay. Okay, so that is the difference in it as well. I have to ask you this. Did all three start going to the little music makers together? Yes, yeah. Oh, you all went in unison together. Okay. And again, I ask you, why viola? Why did you pick this? Why didn't you do violin? Why didn't you do cello? I actually started the violin when I was 10. And then I was at my Nana's house and I found a case with a new viola in it. So I went over to my mum and I said, oh, please, can I start this? I found it first, so I started it. And that was it? (laughs) Yes. Simple as that. Yes. And you love it? Yes, I love it. It's the best instrument ever. Great. Let's bring in triplet number three into the conversation, Elizabeth, who has the violin. Best Tell me about... <laughs> Go on, say that again. What do you say about best it? Best instrument by far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> I have great sympathy for your poor mum, Jackie. I'd say she does well to keep the peace in this house between the three of you. Why do you say the violin is the best? Oh, because, well, for a start... Viola is basically a violin cello hybrid, so it's not a, its own instrument. And the violin is just it's just it's like the human voice. It's just a beautiful instrument and I absolutely love playing it and I play it every day as much as I can because it's such a great opportunity to um be able to play an instrument and I have to thank my parents for um letting us start instruments when we were younger because it's one of the best things they've ever done for us and I'm very, very grateful. So thank you, Mum and Dad. Ah, there you are. What's your dad's name? John. Ah, well done, John. Well done to you too. You have three wonderful young women here. Again, starting from an early age and and making your way through, did you just become more and more interested? Did it grab you more as you grow up? Definitely, because we were with the orchestra, which is such a great opportunity for every every person. And... there's so many different uh, events and things we do so the more things we do the more uh, interested we become and as we've gotten older we've become more aware of the different opportunities as well so that's increased our interest as well so Mm. yeah I ask you again and I'll stay with you for this one for a moment there's great banter between you and I see that as well and this (laughs) is better and that is better (laughs) but honestly tell me how do you get on as sisters and triplets I think get on very well actually Mm. most of the time we're not perfect anyway who is (laughs) who is let me say you're all in green hills now in green hills do you come together in some of the classes you know for studies uh, sophie um we do but like for some subjects it's different because for example in first year we didn't get the opportunity to do music (laughs) really Um, yeah so we have to i can't believe that (laughs) are you playing music now yes yes but we picked it up in second year yeah and the music department is amazing in Green Hills and they've given us so many opportunities and all the students who hadn't the chance to play an instrument before, Mr Riley and Miss McKenna, they teach violin there and they're brilliant and I have to say well done to them for all the great opportunities they give. Okay, and you have exams next year. Oh, You're all in yes. junior, are you? Yes, yes. Are you studying hard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Playing hard as well? Yeah. yeah, at the same time. They're busy young women. Want to head to a short break on late lunch? They're staying with me. I don't think I've ever... Oh, I had once before I had triplets on the show. You're the second triplets ever <laughs> to join me on late lunch. And what a talented bunch they are, the Neemwaylands. We're going to hear more from them after the break. The Neemwaylands. Elizabeth. 
Katie and Sophie are with me on Late Lunch this afternoon and they're members of the Julianstown Youth Orchestra and they're absolutely brilliant. You've heard them a few moments ago and they're going to play for you again in a moment. But before they do, Elizabeth, Katie and Sophie, I want a straight answer on this one. (laughs) What happened with English class today in school? Who's going to take that question? (laughs) I wasn't Um, well, since idea. it was our last class of the day and we were getting in the Christmas spirit, so <laughs> we decided to play a trick on our teachers. So Elizabeth and myself, we swapped classes and glasses as well. <laughs> so, And it was very funny because the teachers didn't notice Mr. <laughs> O'Connell and Mr. O'Connell. There's two Mr. O'Connells. Yeah, so... They didn't know. No. And they had imposters in their classes. I was yes. Mr. O'Connell and everything and he never even realised. <laughs> He still doesn't know, so... <laughs> he knows now. <laughs> You're in trouble when you go back on the 7th of January, young ladies. Anyway, shall we leave that for another day? There's a the great sports as well. You get that from them. So what's the uh, future here for yourselves? You, you're hugely into this music. You have your junior cert coming up this year. Where do you see yourselves uh, going to, Elizabeth? Where, where, where is this going to lead? Well, my dream would definitely to be... Um a full-time, a professional musician in an orchestra because recently we went to see um, an opera in the Borgosh, uh, Aida, I think I'm pronouncing that right, but yes. uh, Fergus was conducting it and it was absolutely mesmerising and the orchestra were so like so amazing I couldn't take my eyes off them and I just absolutely love to do that as my job if so this possible. is what you want a full time professional career playing that beautiful violin Katie what about you are you of the same yes. uh, thoughts as well yes <laughs> exactly the same same for you and Elizabeth um, well I would love to do that but at the same time I was doing a bit of research okay. recently and I'd love to be a luthier. I think it would be such an interesting and rewarding job. What does that say that to me again? A luthier to make instruments and oh, very interesting. You've taught me a new word today. <laughs> Thank you. I love a day when I learn something new to make instruments. Yes. And play as well. Yes, of course. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So it's on record now for all posterity and we'll watch over the next few <laughs> years to see where life actually takes you all. But it's in this business, of course, yes. where, where you all want to be. Um, Practice-wise, do you put in much time? What's a typical week practice? Well... We really, it's its not really practice because we love it so much. I wouldn't even call it practice. It's more for our, or it's more for our enjoyment more than anything else. But we do, we do practice every day and it's great fun, especially like we can sit down together and spend two hours doing, tr- practicing trio because um, we compete in competitions and things like that. Yes, okay. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that really lovely to hear? It's not practice. It's enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. So I should have asked you, how much enjoyment do you have every day? So is school not enjoyable? It mustn't be when you're swapping classes and trying to fool the teachers and everything like that. <laughs> oh, no, I know. And you're in a very good school in Our Ladies yes. College as well. And I know you mentioned Brother and Fonse, who yes. They oh, do brilliant out there, aren't yeah. they? They're absolutely yeah. brilliant, brilliant people. So uh, it's take a little rest now from public performances. Is it over the Christmas and New Year, yeah? Yes, I think so. Well, if, you never know, something yeah. might pop up. You never know. Yeah. And people hearing you today, I'm sure there's every chance something will pop up down the road. Anyway, it's been great meeting you. It really you. has. Thank you're so wonderful much. young women. Yeah. And again, your mum and dad should be so proud of you. And I know you're here representing the orchestra because it's a wonderful, wonderful orchestra. A hundred members, two different orchestras, junior and senior, and uh, always looking for members as well, aren't oh, yeah. they? Yes. Looking for musicians to take part. So check them out. Julianstown Youth Orchestra. 
orchestra and I want to wish a happy Christmas to Marie and Fergus Sheel as well and everybody involved with the orchestra. So you're going to play out today with me with a very special Christmas one. Yep. What are you going to do for We're me? We're going to be play- playing Feliz Navidad now. Ah, you so. know what? I love you even more. They know how much I love that song on Late Lunch. So again, it's triplets Elizabeth, Katie and Sophie and uh, Eve Waylon who are with me today on the show from Julianstown Youth Orchestra and here they are playing Feliz Navidad. I say something ladies you've just made Christmas 2018 so special for me Elizabeth Katie and Sophie you're absolutely brilliant thank you for joining me today on Late Lunch and every success to you in the future heading to a break now on Late Lunch and afterwards yes we're going to meet her the uh, woman who's made the best Christmas pudding in the North East 2018 crowned on Late Lunch yesterday and she's here in studio with me in a couple of moments The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. To see Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum Our finest gifts we bring Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum Rum-pa-pum-pum Rum-pa-pum-pum Peace on earth Can it be A years from now 
hearts will see Our finest gifts we of glory Lovely, lovely, isn't it? Great to hear it as well. Both of them passed on at this stage. Little drummer boy there from Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Just want to mention uh, a brand new choir. It's Drogheda's newest community choir, Voices of the Boyne, and they're spreading Christmas cheer in the Lawrencetown Centre tomorrow between 1 and 2. 1 and 2 o'clock it's happening tomorrow. It was founded by Louise Mahoney. I know Louise well from the Red Door Project and they're raising funds for that wonderful project there. It's a drug rehabilitation project and you can imagine the demand that's on it at the moment. Claire Grogan is the musical director. 65 strong and all women. Isn't it just brilliant? Voices of the Boyne. And again, they finish in the Lawrence tomorrow and they go on to St Mary's Hospital to entertain the residents there. We wish them well. They made their debut when the lights were switched on and drawn on the steps of St Peter's. They were fantastic. Check them out tomorrow in the Lawrence Centre between 1 and 2, just outside MS there. And support them, please, if you can. All proceeds going to the Red Door Project. Now, yesterday on Late Lunch, Women With Opinions, as is their want for the last 10 years, this was year 10, crowned the best Christmas pudding in the Northeast. And I'm delighted to say I have its creator with me today and I'm going to congratulate her in a minute. The winner, of course, was Elizabeth McHugh. She tells me she's better known as Betty and she's joined today by Barry, her son, and Gillian, her daughter, who are twins. And when you hear this, folks, we didn't realise this yesterday... All three of them were in the final four. You're all very welcome to Late Lunch. It's great to see you. Betty, congratulations. Thank you. Well done to you. How long are you making puddings? How many years? Well, since I got married, about 50 years. Are you? Mm -hmm. And where did the recipe come from? I'm curious initially. Whose recipe is it? Is it somebody else in the family or who's? No, no, no. It's out of a cookery book. You took it from a cookery book book, back all those years ago. And do you stick Betty with the same recipe year in, year out? Yes, yeah. How many puddings do you make? I made 16 this year. (laughs) What? 16. 
16 puddings. Yeah. And how do you cook them? I cook them in the oven, steam them. Steam them yeah. in the oven. Do you have all the windows in the ho- in the, in the yeah, kitchen open and that to, to let out the steam? steam. Yeah, no, no, well, there's tell, no steam. Tell them the method you found this year. Okay. Well, I was listening to um, Catherine Layden on um, the tel- their television in the morning. Yeah. And she was saying she cooks them in the oven, but she puts them in, a, in the oven in a tin and covers them with tin foil. And you don't have to put any water on them. No, I used to do them in the oven, but I used to put water on them yeah. every so often. So I decided I'd chance them this year, and I was saying, oh, my God. And I keep saying to my husband, can you smell them burn? <laughs> so they didn't burn any, and they just turned out perfect. So that was great. So that's I said, one foot in the grave, and I discovered this. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. What are you talking about? You have years and years and you yet. I'll tell you this. The pudding ant, I've tasted it afterwards myself absolutely gorgeous so the new method has really come up trumps for you and look at you're the champion this year in the northeast as well so no more steam when do you start making i made the first ones in september and finishing up well when um about well about a month ago yeah okay so you'd like to give it that time Time, at least to let it mature Mm -hmm. and who are the 16 puddings for well i make one for barry and i make one for Gillian. (laughs) <laughs> and I make them for my friends in Scotland. I made them in early in September because they were coming home. Uh, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. Well, you know what? You were the unanimous choice <laughs> of the three women yesterday. You scored an almost all-perfect mark for your pudding. They absolutely loved it from start to finish. And well done to you again. And uh, we have a beautiful hamper sitting outside, which Thank you'll you. be taking with you when you leave us today. We, here's the thing. Barry, come into the conversation. Were you all listening yesterday when this was going on? Well, I was I was working yesterday and I'd meant to listen to the show yeah. um, to see where we shortlisted and... I had a missed call on my telephone from Mother McHugh and it was a, I rang her back and she enlightened me that we're not my and herself but all three of us were in the final like you know so I thought she was joking at first like you know Yeah. so then I tuned in and I found out that she was She wasn't joking? <laughs> no no she, she wasn't, wasn't joking She wasn't at joking Because I met you here the That's other day right, when yeah. you were dro- mm-hmm. dropping off a couple uh-huh. What about your twin sister Gillian? Your pudding was quite unique this year because yours was the gluten free wasn't yeah. it? <clears throat> and that's the first time in our competition actually that a gluten free because the pre-tasting testers didn't know mm-hmm. you know that they were tasting that yeah. get into the final four that must please you does yeah, it yeah it's great it's only yeah. a bit of crack you, know? you, you come in a little close that microphone there for me you're a baker by trade are yeah. you yeah and yeah. do you pudding make each year no that was my first pudding what it's my first pudding. First pudding, gluten-free, and in the final four, oh, mammy, look out next year. I think you're in big trouble. Barry, what's your story with making the pud? Um, well, I do Christmas dinner on Christmas Day for the masses. Um, How many? I think there's, well, in, in total this year, I think there's 16 coming to the house at some stage. Have you a bollock for the dinner or what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's a kind of a, a, a community effort. Like, mum and dad, they, they cook the ham, like, you know? Yeah. And then we obviously have our 18-pound turkey. And then I do a four-board roast as well, which is a goose stuffed with a duck, stuffed with a pheasant, stuffed with quail. Yes. So... That, that goes down quite, quite, yeah. quite so well. So you're like, very good on the savoury side, but what about this pudding? Is, the is pudding, this your first effort at a pudding? No, 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 no. Um, how, long, how long are you coming out to our house for dinner? 
God, Jeez. 10, 15 years, I suppose, we're yeah. doing it now. So, so you've been I, I'd be cooking puddings that long, like, yeah. you know. You were close. I you were close. <laughs> the mammy bet you. You weren't far away, can I it's, tell you either, you know. Very good, very good. But it's yeah. like, what a coincidence this is. Because I saw the two McHugh's name, and I knew you were in the other yeah. day, but I certainly didn't relate to you at all, Gillian, when I saw Gillian O'Brien to this at all. Mm-hmm. But isn't it amazing that at random, mm-hmm. three of you in the final four, <laughs> it's crazy it's, all it's, together. It's, it's nuts. Will you give them out the hamper, Betty? Oh, we have we'll to fight it outside. We'll fight in the car park. But look, uh, it, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful story. So, um, your pudding. Can I tell you what's happened to your pudding? I have it. That's all right. I said it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And it's wrapped up in the lovely grease proof. And my wife said to me, give it a couple of coats of tinfoil there. And I've put it in a nice, cool place and I'm keeping it. That will not be touched, and I'll tell you where it'll be eaten. On Loch Arrow in Sligo, next spring, when we start the fishing for the trout over there, uh-huh. it'll be brought out on an island, and after dinner one day when we cook, it'll be opened. Oh, and we'll have it there. Is that okay? That's and we'll so toast you, Betty. <laughs> we'll toast you in the wish for, for your pudding when, when, when that time comes round. She's a great woman, Barry. Brilliant. Great now, woman. you're twins. You yeah. two here today are twins. You have another set of twins as yes. well. What's yeah. their names? Uh, Mark and Michelle. Are they younger or older than you two? Three, three years three older. Three years younger. So you had two sets of twins yeah. on your hands to look My after. Hands right. yes. well, the, well, was it tough going or were they easy ah, to no, rear? They, no, I really, they weren't. They used, yeah. to call us the, yes. they used to call us the bomb when we come to my grandmother's house. <laughs> yes. We used to have four transit. <laughs> and there's the buckets and nappies and nappy sand. And <laughs> Fran, my uncle, would say, oh, here's the bomb coming. You know? the, tra- the transit would pull up outside. You Bet know? your poor mother never thought oh, yeah, this would be yeah. going out in the airwaves <laughs> on LMFM radio one day. Absolutely. About oh, your seed yeah. and breed and history as well. Yeah. So but we're, we're told it's a four million to one chance. So Yeah, of we, two we, sets of we twins. We do the lot of every week. The so one. We do and keep doing it. Make sure you keep doing it. Anyway, look, I have to leave it there for today. I know we're going to meet your dad, please God, Absolutely. early on in the new year yeah. because he has a great story to uh-huh. tell. But for the moment, the star shines on the woman <laughs> herself, the champion for 2018, the maker of the best Christmas pudding in the North East. Congratulations again to Betty McHugh. Thank you. And health aware the, the uh, hamper that we have here for you there. And thanks a million to you too as well, Gillian and Barry, for dropping thanks in today. So much, Happy Christmas to you all. Thank you. Take care now. Take care. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. You'll need this number immediately. 086-1800-658. Text or WhatsApp. I have two sets of tickets, two pair of tickets for Tommy Fleming. Yes, the wonderful Tommy who was with us on Late Lunch recently. He's at the Knightsbrook Hotel, his Voice of Hope 2 tour on Sunday the 27th of January. Tickets are selling fast. Sunday 27th of January. Lovely Christmas present, wouldn't it? For a Tommy Fleming fan. You can get tickets from Ticketmaster.ie or from the Knightsbrook Hotel. There were 800 people at that concert last year. What a night it was and it is filling up Tommy at the Knightsbrook the 27th of January two sets of tickets two twos to give away so there'll be two winners and Tommy's going to throw in his latest DVD there as well here's the question what colour is Tommy Fleming's hair? it's not a difficult question what colour is Tommy Fleming's hair? that's it simple 
get texting, get WhatsApping 086-1800-658 with the answer in your name and details and we'll pick two winners before the end of our last show of the year. Margaret's been on to say, just live, love listening to Father Cusack. He's a very sensible man. Wish there were more like him. Cecilia says, I wonder if Father Cusack mistaking global warming instead of divine warning. I think he covered off both there and she's wishing us a happy Christmas here in LMFM. Thank you, Cecilia. Same to you. Uh, another one here saying, Hi, Jerry. I'm very interested in what Father Cusick has to say. I've been hospitalised and the one thing I could depend on was God's love and help. Happy Christmas to you and your family from Pauline Christie. Thank you, Pauline. Same to you as well. And so on and so on the comments go. Michelle Howard dropped in this morning. Happy Christmas, Michelle. Dropped us a card and a wee gift and she wants to wish a happy Christmas to her mum and dad, Desi and Helen Howard, Auntie Kay, Auntie Olive and all the Howards and Crummels and all her family and friends. You know what? She's one of the real good ones, Michelle Howard. And she's big time into the horses, isn't she? She's in the dock tonight for the racing and busy over the Christmas time. Thank you so much, Michelle. Happy Christmas to you and yours. And the Wren boys in Drogheda, their 21st year. They're out and about again this St Stephen's Day. They raised 2260 last year for a very special cause, the Infant Care Unit at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital. And they want to thank Eamon McDonald from Nursery Cross Bus Hire, who brings them round. If you see them on uh, Stephen's Day, the Ran boys, they're brilliant. They'll be round the hostelries in Drogheda and the greater Drogheda area. Give them your support. They're brilliant, brilliant people who give of their time for free. Christmas cuties. Ah, oh, Louise, are we ready? Are we ready today again? Have we got a winner? We have a winner today. We have. We have a winner today. And she's brilliant. And it's a little bit different. Will we have a listen to her? Yes, we will have a listen to her. Our Christmas cutie winning a hundred euro voucher for shop local in Dundalk. Thanks to Dundalk Chamber. 300 shops in the town. Get in there and support them. A hundred euro. Let's have a listen to Miss Lucy Burke Faulkner. Yes, Bula Bus Galair. Oh, Tarshi got all in. Oh, no. Colleen, Jas, Lucy Burke Faulkner, Three Gilga on Christmas Cutie, on Trona, Tronona Show. Uh, our late launch. Isn't that fantastic? And well done to you. Brilliant. So different. Ah, so different. And so well sung. And the Bula Bus, I love it as well. Now, I want to play, this is a personal one of mine, I want to play this cutie because I just love her. Miss Katrina Ferreter, our Louise's daughter. She's a fantastic young lady. And she did a little Christmas cutie just for me and sent me in a lovely card today as well. I want you to hear her. Here she is making her debut on radio, late launch LMFM, Katrina Ferreter. There were shepherds looking out on the field. There were shepherds looking out on the field. When an angel 
did appear in the sky in the glory of sunshine around. And the angel said to the shepherd, you mustn't be frightened, I'm giving you good news. And an angel said to the shepherd, like Jesus Christ, the Lord of the sun. Do, 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 do. There were shepherds looking out on the field. There were shepherds looking after the sheep. When an angel did appear in the sky, and the glory of sunshine around. And the angel said to the shepherds, you mustn't be frightened, I'm giving you good news. When an angel said to the shepherds, and he was like Jesus Christ, the Messiah of the Lord. Do, 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 do. There were shepherds looking after the sheep. When an angel did appear in the sky, in the glory of sunshine around. Absolutely brilliant. Louise, I love that. Do, 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 yeah, do. Yeah, I love it too. Great, I think that's it? the thing that's going to propel it to number one in the Christmas charts. Katrina. Katrina, I love it. I love it. It's absolutely brilliant. And thank you. Thank you for singing that for us today on Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Jackie Hannity's been in touch with me. Happy Christmas, Jackie. Lovely message. Love the show, Jerry. And thank you, Jackie, for letting us know. Really do appreciate it. Happy Christmas to you and yours. And one more before we head to the break. And it's tied in with our next guest because we're going to New York City. Uh, good afternoon. Can I ask you to play a special Christmas request for my family daily, spread out in Balbriggan, Skerries and RD. I love your radio station every day. Listening here from New York City. Merry Christmas to one and all. That comes in from Helena Daly, who lives in Queens, New York. Hello, Helena. And we'll be talking to somebody close by to you shortly. Up next, Nigel McKenna. Off to New York we go for a quick call to Nigel McKenna, originally from Kilcurley. Afternoon, Nigel. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jerry. Thank you for joining me again. You're a man who's always in touch with me during the year Christmas. Uh, just to put it in context again, a big day in New York City. I know Thanksgiving is sort of the, the, the main focus in the latter part of the year, but still special? Oh, very special. Very, very busy. You know, New York uh, Christmas time is Forget about driving. You know, you're better off walking than uh, trying to take uh, transportation at all. Mm. You know? It's crazy, crazy busy. It's actually, you know, a lot of everybody comes in from overseas, tourists come over, and the shows and, the, you know, the, the decorations and all the stores is spectacular. Yeah, it, it's a very special place. There's no doubt about that. Remind me again, how long are you away from home? Um, 20, I want to say 23 years. And Nigel, in that time, look at the way the world has changed. Has it become a little easier from a communications point of view, the way that on social media, you know, you tic-tac with me instantly from over there, I'm sure you do, with family and friends. Has that eased the distance thing a bit? Oh, it's definitely easier. It's a lot easier than it was when I came out here in the 90s when you had to walk, you know, to get someone to go to the local post box and tell them to, you know, run down the road and get someone to come to the... You know, to the post office that you're going to call back in a few hours. You know, that was the that was the, what you had to do years ago. But now you can just go on FaceTime. You have WhatsApp. You have, you know, you can shoot messages back and forth and talk to your friends all the time. So it's a far far easier. But you know, what one thing you know, like we have, we live so many busy lives and we're so busy going, and you know, we we forget, you know, when we're spending time with the people we love. So I try to get home as often as I as I possibly can, you know, because you only have, uh, you know, someone sick in your family or 
people that you know, that's something that's one regret that you can't remedy when they're gone. You can't correct that. So I try to get out, get home as, as much as possible, especially to spend as much time with my, my mother, you know. So. And that is so true. It can't replace the human face-to-face contact. And I think that's, in a, in, in a general sense as well, is a very good point to make, that people think this is where it is today. It's not. It's about human contact and getting to see people and being with them. Absolutely. You know, it's, we, we live so busy, so busy lives that we forget. And when I go home, people tell me that to see me more than to see their own family members, which is sad. You know, it shouldn't. I'm only here for such a short time, and family's very important. Absolutely. And how is your mum, Nigel? How is she keeping? Oh, she's doing well. You know, she's 92 years young. She's in Castle Ross, listening. A big shout out to Mary. And again, and tell us a name. Tell us a name. Kathleen. Kathleen. McKenna. Yeah, O'Connor, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, McKenna, McKenna. McKenna, sorry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Kathleen McKenna, what am I talking about? I'm losing the run of myself. <laughs> Kathleen McKenna, of course, in Castle Ross, and she's well looked after there. Yeah, she's well looked after. They are to do a great. T- they, they really take good care of her. Mm. You know, I'm and my sisters, Laura, Rena, Sheila, uh, Adele, Ailey, and Maui, all take tons and visit her. And my brother Peter and Kevin and Gabriel. So she's well looked after with the family members. Mm. You know? Are you the only one away? No, I have another brother here, Derek. Okay, I have to go for me, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, so the majority are here. Yeah, it's still in our. Many of them are at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, always a time, isn't it? And I, I know I've talked to you over the years. It's always a time when you think of family and friends back home and what home was and being away for a long time. That never, th- that doesn't ease, does it? That doesn't ease. No, it's it's like you you always like getting home and your spirits get lifted, you know. And, and I, I enjoy coming, going home to see the family, even if it's only for eight hours or a day. Because mm. I fly in and out all the time, but it's 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 worth it, you know. People yeah. tell me I'm crazy. Why are you coming here? But it's the face to face hello is more important than anything else. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, Nigel, just wanted to say hello this afternoon. Uh, we're packed to the rafters, as you can imagine, here on the show. This and need to get the, the the thank yous and everything done because it's the last show of the year. But look, I want to say thank you for joining us over the years as well and being available to us. And I want to wish you and your family in New York and here at home, and especially your mother, Kathleen, a very happy Christmas and all the best for 2019. And if I can give a shout out to everybody in Kelly that knows me, my friends uh, Eugene Noel and John. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Nigel. Take care of yourself. God bless you. Take care. That's Nigel McKenna talking to us from New York City, where I know an awful lot of people, uh, expats from the Northeast, listen to us here on Late Lunch. It's their morning time there when we are on in the early afternoon. Anyway, I have to play another Christmas cutie. I just have to, because she had a big hit in 2016 with Ho Ho Ho. She came back in 2017 with another one. And here she is, Miss Ava Flynn, 2018. When Santa Claus took up the chimney, he began to shout, You boys and girls don't get any toys if you don't pull me out. My beard is mac, my sword on my back, my nose is tickly too. When Santa Claus took up the chimney, achoo, achoo, achoo. And there she is. Oh, my God. She's three and a half, heading for four in March. And she's so looking forward to Santa coming. And I know she sent the letter and she's been very good all year. So, fingers crossed. 
he arrives with what she wants uh, on the night of the 24th into the 25th. And for all the children uh, in the North East and beyond, I'm sure he'll look after you well this Christmas time. Your wishes will come through. So good luck to Santa and his reindeers and all his helpers for Christmas night that they get to all the homes and all the children here in the North East in Ireland and all over the world. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for another tremendous year on Late Lunch. It's our last show of the year. When we come back, we will early in the new year be celebrating our 10th birthday and we're really looking forward to that thank you to all our guests all our regulars to Louise Walsh and Sinead Brazel who've been just so invaluable to me right through the year and all the support they give me on the show and I say a big sincere thanks to them for everything during 2018 and to you our listeners who join us every day and come up to me wherever I meet you and say I enjoyed this or I enjoyed that it's so it makes it so worthwhile and so fulfilling as well I hope you all have a happy uh, and healthy Christmas and that next year brings all your dreams and wishes to your doorstep. The winners, Louise, for Tommy Fleming. Very quickly, Jerry. another Ava, Ava Murphy and Coleman Clerken. Well done to both of you. Two tickets each for Tommy Fleming at the Knightsbrook on January 27th. We'll be in touch about that. But there's only one way to say goodbye on late lunch this afternoon with a Christmas song. And from who else? but the one and only Miss Kylie Minogue. Happy Christmas! With your local mace, going the extra smile this Christmas for a season filled with magic. Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.